0: You will. It's the Skiddy on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me.
1: I'm a man. I'm forty. And now here's
0: the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Oh, man, and a good Thursday morning out there, western Oklahoma. Welcome to The Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal, glad to have you along for the next hour. Going to get into all kinds of stuff. Uh, Barry Trammell wrote an article about the uh, national title game on Monday night and whether or not TCU's blowout loss has undone some of the goodwill for the Big 12 that they had accomplished with the win, with some different things that the Big 12 has done to try to bolster their opinion across the nation. So I wanted to do, I don't really care about what TCU does, but I want to spin that back a little closer to home. And when you saw Georgia destroy TCU – and you can't help but think if you're an OU fan about the fact that De- that uh, TCU destroyed you. What does that? What are your real thoughts about OU and Texas moving to the SEC, and it happening? I suppose after this year, although the Big Twelve schedule is still not out, what's that supposed to be coming at some point? So, what are your true thoughts on on that move? What is a best case? If, if I if I said Jared. Lay me out the glass full. I'm not talking about half full. I'm talking about the full glass perspective for OU fans. The best case scenario you can come up with in this move. Tell me what that is. And then an empty glass. Worst case scenario of what could happen uh, with Oklahoma moving to the SEC here in a year. So we'll talk about that at the end of the show. NFL playoffs are coming up starting on Saturday. I want you to rank... The 14 quarterbacks in order. 14? All 14 of them. There's 14 teams still left, Jared. Wow. You clearly didn't look at the... I never got it. Oh, I didn't send it to you? I never got it. Oh, well, guess what? You have to rank the 14 quarterbacks left.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, go ahead and fill it some time.
0: (laughs) So rank them. High school hoops. Uh, We we talked a little bit about the ranking yesterday. I I, I wonder if people understand what that means. So we're going to talk about what, what the high school rankings are, why do they matter, and how you would fix it. Also, some news coming out of the board of directors meeting for the OSSA yesterday about shot clock and lack thereof of implementing, at least for right now. So we'll talk about some high school hoops kind of, On the court, but off the court, and not necessarily games and teams, but just kind of the periphery angles of a lot of this stuff uh, that that are going to be important issues coming up for high school athletics. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, there are a couple of ways to stay in touch with the show one of those is to log on to KADsam.com. The other, download the Paragon Communications app. The app's got it all. Radio. Penny News. Brand new edition of the Penny News. hits a website yesterday. Thepennynews.com. You'll start seeing. As a matter of fact, go pick up a free copy of the Penny News. as It's out on the print, the print edition. Big Elk and Ter- uh, Paragon TV back on the air tomorrow. And then, of course, the Skinny on Sports podcast. If you missed the show entirely, you can go back and check it out. K-A-D-S-A-M dot com. Good morning, Jared. How are you? Well, I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm
1: good. I'm good. mean that wind was howling last night.
0: <clears throat> you know, we were talking nuts. about that up here. The weather that I that what was forecast yesterday, wind-wise, it didn't seem to ever materialize at least until the front came through. Right. Because it was supposed to be like 40 mile an hour south gusts. That never really got there. It was pretty nice until the north wind hit. I mean, mm-hmm. it started to switch to the west, and then what was it, three or three thirty or so? All of a sudden, I kind of hear the the tin start to rattle yeah. outside on the carport, and I look, and there's just leaves flying left to right in my vantage point out the window, which is north to south. And I thought, oh, it may not be as warm as it was when I last time I walked outside. And sure enough, it cooled off a little bit. It's not terrible though for for January. High is going to be in the fifties. I mean, that's still pretty nice weather. But you're right. Yeah, all night long. Once that north wind hit, you know, I uh, I probably shouldn't have done this, but I did cook some steaks last night on the on the egg.
1: Oh, did it cool it off? Were you had it? Wind well, wind?
0: I was worried about the wind, you know, because that's uh, hardwood charcoal, and I didn't want, you know. Well, there was that red flag warning. Yeah, stuff flying out. But I went ahead and did it anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, whatever. Well, it's just one of those things. Sorry, Sarah National. <laughs> yeah, it was the wind was blown away from Sarah oh, National. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> I get turned around <laughs> yeah. in Sarah. Okay. So,
0: but the <laughs> but I had the 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 air intake pointed to the north.
1: Oh, wow. which will help it. You know, yeah, obviously yeah, help
0: yeah. help the, the air flow through there and get the get the grill hot. <clears throat> and so I. I shut it immediately. Normally, I'll kind of leave it, the lid open and let let air get in there and let you know some flames get going, and then I'll shut it down and then try to figure out a way to, to regulate the temperature and whatnot. Last night, as soon as I got a lit, I shut that lid, thinking it's windy. There's no reason to have this open. Let's let's shut the lid, and I turned it north, and, you know, to to help it get going. <clears throat> I looked out there, and there's the the little top. Air intake thing that you can open up completely or spin the wheel or whatever just to to try to help regulate temperatures. I had it full blast, wide open. I look out and there's flames shooting out the top. Oh my! Whoa! <laughs> and so um, the air clearly worked, but by the time that um, we had some errands to run, put a, put the stakes on, it was about six hundred and fifty degrees. Well, see the the temperature gauge. It goes. I think it goes to seven fifty. Okay. It, it Like with with marks on it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I put the stakes on. It, it didn't have a bunch of flame at that time, so I thought this is going to be perfect. I put them on. Wait three minutes because that's just what I do. I go back out and the gauge, the 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 temperature, thing, the reading, little arm. Uh-huh. Has gone all the way around to the other side, back up to like a hundred. Oh, so we're talking—I don't know—eight, nine thousand degrees, y- something along yikes. those lines. Yeah. And when I opened it up, it's just like it was. There was it, it was hot. Ah. But I got them flipped over, and they ended up pretty good, not terribly. I mean, it was just kind of seared. I was afraid it was going to be just like a charcoal briquette. But the thing was, the flames weren't really just shooting up on the steak; it was like shooting up around it, and like because you know it's a circular pattern uh-huh. as you, you get that rolling through there. So it was really just kind of, I, I think the where it was actually cooking wasn't that hot, but as it went around it and up out through the top, yeah, that's where the the reading is at the top there, and it was had flames on it, and so I think it was probably not quite exactly that hot. But anyway, the wind assisted yet almost harmed my cook last night
1: yeah when i picked up i had to go pick up my kid from school just one of them and when i was driving back looking to the north you can see what i imagined the old folks and during the dust bowl saw yeah least to a smaller scale it was nothing it was it was like a brown haze and then you look further up and you saw the blue sky but i was like well there it is here comes the wind i was around you know three three thirty
0: yeah and sure enough it, it yeah by it the time it here. by the time it got dark and the lights were on, it was hazy almost yeah from the wind blowing yeah. dust Kansas dust in the air, I'm sure <laughs> uh breaking news
1: breaking news we need say it every time we have breaking news breaking
0: news is this the big Ten commissioner Kevin Warren yes, is expected to become the new president and c e o of the Chicago Bears. Wow. So the Big Ten Conference looking for a commissioner, apparently, according to NFL Network. Bruce Feldman tweeted that out just three minutes ago. Pretty good spot for him to land. Chicago having Justin Fields in the number one overall draft pick. Wonder if that changes the wheeling and dealing aspect. Will he not like Justin Fields mm. because he played during COVID when Kevin Warren didn't think it was supposed to with his <laughs> alliance? It's true. How's that vaccine working out for athletes? Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Can we talk candidly? I guess we're going to. Can we talk <laughs> candidly? Uh, I did Twitter
1: until I got threats and I quit. Uh, from I do tech, have a Twitter. I line.
0: do have Twitter, AKK007. And it isn't an homage to James Bond. It What's is, wrong with that? James well, Bond is cool. I realized it later. But it was just. But people already had AKK, da-da-da. And so I typed in two, two zeros and a seven, and it worked. And then I realized <laughs> the a little bit. The first number that worked. A, a little bit you later. You one, yeah.
1: two, three.
0: <laughs> and so a little bit later, I was like, oh, really? That's like James Bond. But I need to Photoshop
1: your face like on James Bond holding the gun. That'd man, be your profile picture. We
0: started watching Spectre the other night, my wife and yeah. I. I yep. hadn't seen that. That was the only one I hadn't seen. Oh. And we're getting, and then we went to bed, about 40 minutes left.
1: Mm. It's a little long.
0: Yeah, those all are fairly long films, especially the newer ones. They all kind of have twists and turns. There's like three different storylines. I, I in all like of how them.
1: they all kind of connect, though, with the Daniel Craig series of Bonds. They all kind, they all come together. The last one, you've seen No Time to Die. No. A longer, it's a little long too, but it it wraps up the Daniel Craig arc of James Bond.
0: How did the what were what was the order?
1: I uh, do my best here. Casino Royale was first What's before first? Quantum
0: Leap or Qu- Quantum Solace. Quantum of Solace yeah. was
1: the second one, which okay. wasn't as good. No, I
0: didn't the like that. The
1: third one was the hit, the huge one. Um, Skyfall. Skyfall, and followed by Spectre. Okay. Followed by No Time, no to, time die. to Die. No time Okay. And then that's it for Daniel Craig. And now they are out interviewing and talking with other potential. New James Bonds.
0: Seemed like there for a while the leader in the clubhouse was Idris Elba. Yeah.
1: Which would be a milestone, obviously. But he, he I like him. Uh, I've seen now, um, I think his name is Aaron Taylor Johnson. You don't know him, but if you look him up, you go, oh, that guy. He's British, which is like a prerequisite if you want to be a Bond and he's a younger guy, and he's played some action roles. And he's charming, and uh, I, th- I think, I in that the thing was he's in this movie called Bullet Train.
0: Okay.
1: Okay, with um, Brad Pitt and a, a host of other people. It's a really fun movie. If you haven't seen it, I suggest it's on Netflix. Don't watch it with the kid. <laughs> it's one of those John Wick on a train. Is what it felt like. Yeah. Uh But funny. Um, he's in that. He he got his start in a movie called, uh, oh, I forget what it was called. A really offbeat superhero type movie. He was a kid in that one. Anyways, good actor. And I remember watching Bullet Train thinking, that guy would make a good bond. And that was months ago when it first came out. And then I saw reports like last week that Maybe. they are talking, MGM, they're talking with him. So... That, that'd be my vote. I'd be okay with that. He's a young guy, so he could play it for a while like Daniel Craig did.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> I'm just wondering how, in what direction they're going to take it. You know, the Daniel Craig thing, when you see No Time to Die, you'll understand what I'm about to say, but how are they going to move forward? Like, do they totally wipe it clean and do it? Because that's what they did with Daniel Craig. They brought him that Casino Royale was like he was a younger Bond kind of, you know, raw kind of green, you know yeah on how he did things and you saw his character as bond grow up until the to the last movie so i i wonder what they're going to do now i got an idea what's that
0: <clears throat> ever put any thought to making james bond a woman
1: there was that talk clearly i mean look at what the time and age we're living in right. there was that talk too there was that talk and i think that they actually kind of teased maybe that possibility in no time to die with a, a, a certain scene in the movie with a woman character who happened to be a spy as well i don't um, want to give too much away yeah don't and, and i thought over. and she's actually a bigger name in hollywood i forget her name like anyways and
0: i thought <laughs> i thought people aren't liking that one jamie bond that's funny
1: <laughs> jamie bond
0: you just keep or just james
1: yeah my kid's name my girl's name is james
0: I mean at this point what if it starts out as a man and becomes a woman? That would fit in with the way culture is going, right?
1: Oh man. You would infiltrate certain areas of, you know. That's how espionage works,
0: right? Like when the like when the Bond girl, you know, there's always a Bond girl, there's always a mistress, there's always, you know, that sure. that thing for James and the girl just kind of goes, "Huh?" <laughs> Runs out of the room. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> no. What happened to James Bond? How do we talk? How do we get here? What a horrible! What a horrible! <laughs> why can't? Why couldn't I have been back in the seventies yeah. and the sixties of this deal? <laughs> Would have been a real man. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, not sure I got on James Bond. I guess my Twitter handle. Your Twitter
1: handle. Yeah, bet you know I don't have a Twitter. Had one. Got some nasty threats and turned it off. <laughs> you don't talk about weather for kids. Let's just leave it at that. Oh,
0: dear. <laughs> on oh, on the air. Oh, dear. Oh, dear.
1: Yeah, that's what happened.
0: Yeah, it was like Atha 2K something. 2K2, yeah. 2K2. It's like a handle right. for
1: everything that I had.
0: Yeah, you know you know what's crazy? Same handle i had since high school. I remember watching on Oklahoma University message boards. Yeah, I remember seeing you put you, together. What I do, you you put together the video of Bedlam Games <laughs> with the audio from the OSU radio crew. Oh, man. on OU websites and thinking that is awesome, and then figuring and then seeing who I'm like, I I know who did that. Yeah, that before was, I even knew you. Oh man, I forgot about that. 2013 was probably the best. That's when I had access to the OSU. Exactly.
1: Radio, yep. I don't have that access anymore.
0: It was good stuff.
1: But that was fun stuff, too. It was. It was, was
0: fun stuff. It was very, very, very Got good. Got a lot of praise for that one. Yeah, that was that was good. Back that in
1: my youthful good. days. I don't think I'd do that anymore. I've kind of grown since then.
0: Ah, let's be honest. If if it needed, you did. <laughs> if the situation arose, that it, it was thirteen it.
1: the one, um, the upset so in North or in Stillwater yes. is colder than it can get. And yes. and oh, you use like three quarterbacks. Use a fake field goal. Yes. Blake Bell let him down. Yeah,
0: Justin Gilbert, uh, the, one of the best parts of that whole the video
1: inter- uh, incident.
0: No, with no, the no, 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 The cheerleader. That was the same game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the the game. Was thought to be over with an interception by Justin Gilbert. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it wasn't, and then the the crews telling people it's like I guess they're getting text messages from people watching the TV, watching the game on TV, and that the announcers are questioning the call. It's, it's just it's got it all. It's it's one of the best of all time. All right, high school hoops. Let's talk about the rankings. So we, we were at we've asked the last two coaches about this, and here's why. If you don't know, so like in football, everybody's. You know, we got this question: Why is one and two playing in the semifinals when Elk City and Cushing met at Putnam City as right. number one and number two? Right. Well, it's because the rankings in in football are totally object or subjective. Isn't that the right word? Yeah, it's just somebody's opinion, man. It doesn't have anything to do with how the playoff bracket is is set up. There's Be-
1: like three different rankings. There's Tulsa sure there World, is. Oklahoma. We I like to lean the AP. on the
0: AP. But the point is, none of those go into creating the bracket for the football because there's districts and standings, and that's the way you qualify for the playoffs. And then the, the bracket itself is set up in a way that this district champ will meet this district champ in the semifinals if they make it there. And that's what happened. It just so happened that that was one and two in those rankings. In basketball, it's completely different. Because the rankings that you can find on the OSSAA rankings web page webpage, are what is used to create the playoff brackets. So in 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 all classes, well, maybe probably not six A because there's not enough, but in, in let's say four A down, which is what we're talking about here, the top eight teams in boys and girls will be kind of split. You'll you'll have. You'll end up with four areas, and each area will have two top eight teams. And obviously, the higher you're ranked and the higher you're seated, the easier the road is supposed to be. That's why it matters. That's why it needs to be taken seriously by the coaches. And here's the thing. The coaches are the people that rank the teams. I knew that the coaches could see the other coaches how they ranked. I did know that and coach uh, coach that was Doherty, new to me I didn't know really that. yeah coach Doherty talked about that yesterday that you can see how the coaches around the state rank you and that's how it, either the east side coaches accuse the west side of doing something or the you know the vice versa or what have you if if there's kind of a controversy so that's why I mean that that's why it matters is because it literally goes into how the playoff brackets are drawn up. Do you think do you first off do you think there's an issue with it? I think the idea of it is good cuz you're
1: putting it in the hands of the of the of the people who are are very involved in this sport, especially their class. So I I think the the intentions. Yeah, you wouldn't, you are wouldn't good. ask
0: Coach Doherty to rank four no. A or A or B, I mean, even though he might see more of the A and B teams than four A. You wouldn't ask yeah. that, but the, the, yeah, the coaches. That's one thing I didn't say. They rank their own class.
1: Right, right. They're ranking their own class. <clears throat> yes, but but then he also kind of said, "Man, it it takes a little time. Sure does. And you don't want to you don't want to leave anybody out. And he said that I've done a ranking and go, oh, I forgot about this team, and he's had to shuffle it around and. It takes some time, and and sometimes coaches, it's like, man, it, I gotta better think, not better things, but you know what I mean. Like, man, I'd rather be in the gym running some drills here than have to sit here and wonder who's gonna be one or two or three or four, and, and so that, and then then there's the there's the the human element of it, and that's the persuasion side of it, and. There's always been those whispers of politicking, calling your buddy on the east side that used to coach on the west side. Hey, remember us? We're doing pretty good. How are you guys? You know, just kind of injecting the idea of maybe my buddy over there will rank me a little higher. So, you know, there's always that human element of it, uh, of that side of it. But, I mean, I think it's the best of what we got is what I'm trying to say. I mean, what other answer is there taking other than the coaches? If the coaches aren't ranking them, how are we doing this? There's not an official committee. This isn't like a playoff committee where they're, you know, we sit in a room each Sunday and, and rank these teams. What better option is there?
0: I don't think there is. <clears throat> I don't think there is a better option because those guys and gals see more teams than anybody. Yeah. I mean, even one of us. Let's say we we couldn't go around and see everybody. No,
1: we can get, definitely give you our opinion and on they, what we think. And, or, and they can't
0: either, as far as across the state, but they can also, you know, get film. I mean, they, it, it, I think I think the result comes in how much is put into it, right? And like you said, there's there's a human element to it at play both ways. You either try, or you. You either try to make it the best system possible or you try to game it in some way. You know, there's a bunch of coaches that that literally won't put losses up from Friday nights until the rankings are out on Monday. And then all of a sudden, bam, there it is. Is that intentional or they just get busy? If it's the same ones doing it over and over, I think it gets pretty obvious what's going on there. And like you said, then you can have buddies and this and that. I I thought it was interesting that Coach Doherty mentioned they have tried to scrimmage some people that may that they're not playing. It's a good idea. To get seen, I know in the past Elk City went over to Cleveland to that tournament to get exposure on the east side of the state. You know, cuz there was Cushing was always there, Cleveland was there, you know, different 4A type teams that you're never going to see until the playoffs that actually you expose yourself to and maybe that helps you uh, with different, you know, if there if there's different coaches scouting, you know. Not playing a tournament that weekend, that where you can get seen a little bit better. I know that's an, that's another way to to kind of expose your team to to different areas of the state. I, I think it's the only way you can do it. But if it's not going to be done properly, then there's got to be some sort of consequences. I think it's awesome that the coaches can see coaches. Would it even put more pressure on the coaches that are ranking doing doing these rankings if we could see them? And then you get public sentiment against you when you don't have, for for instance, the Merritt girls ranked in the top twenty, a team that was coming off a state tournament appearance that is what twelve and one now eleven and one, and the and the beating the teams that they've beaten so far this season. What is your ju- I mean that question could be what is your justification for not putting them in the top twenty? Now the coaches can see it and that can be asked you know behind closed doors, but does it help even more? If the public can, yeah, I think it would
1: be more transparent. Is what you're saying, yeah, just exactly. Be more, just be more transparent. Have it be more transparent. Because
0: I, I think in, I think most people listening right now, if they're they tasked with something, the more people that would see the results, the harder you'd try to make it right. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. that put fire in the kids and the co- well? That's but the, I guess the point is that it wouldn't happen if everybody could see it. And sure, there may be one coach that has a little bit different opinion of a team and and whatever, but still, I think you get a better end result week to week if there's that accountability to to, to how you're ranking these teams. Not only to the other coaches, but also to the public.
1: What if what if i don't see this happening in small school i'm just throwing ideas out there you mentioned the football and and there's districts and they just it just settles itself on the field what if there's ways to do that in, in basketball okay like, i know there's conferences and those are just for bragging rights anymore but you know what i mean like okay uh you know we have a four team i mean there's a ton of small schools we get it but break it down by district, and then you're playing because you do it. They kind of do that in softball and, and baseball, don't they? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't that work in basketball?
0: And then, and then, well, it's a good question.
1: I mean, a home and home series or a play one time. I don't know. I, I'm just. Okay is so there how a does way that, that you can just take that out of the hands okay just let them settle it on the court and then that's the rank that's the your district it... fine your district's uh how you finish in district is where you're going to be seated in playoffs and so forth and so on
0: Yeah I, I I mean that's the part is to spin it forward into a bracket Uh-huh And the thing about that is then you're, you you kind of need even numbers Yeah So from a travel, from a logistical standpoint, what are the nightmares there? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it,
1: that's a problem too. I mean, that, um, what, yeah. It,
0: how far? How far does your district extend now? But what if, because, what if you, because you got a really
1: girls team, a really good girls team, and a really bad boys well, team? You know, they got to go separate. Or what do you what, mean? Well, what I'm saying is, you got a oh, girls in the team that wins a district, yeah. and you got a boys team that finishes last in the district. I mean, I think of one town in Western Oklahoma that's happening right now. you got a really, Hammond, really good girls' team and, and a boys' team that's struggling. You can't award the boys' team just because the girls, you know, I, I can see there's problems there, and you don't want to separate them. Like, okay, well, they finished last, so they go to over there to this town, right. and the girls are hosting the
0: district. That's right. You don't want that. Yeah, the playoffs is the hard part of it. Yeah, it is. And, and it's hard because, you know, in football, you're talking about one time a week as far as games. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, but but in basketball, you're right. If, if let's say, the Hammond girls or the Arnett girls are hosting a regional, their boys are struggling. What, are they, what if they're in or- Earlsboro? you got to send them, you know? Right. I mean, that gets, and, and then if they move, then they're, yeah. it, it gets, the logistics of it are hard. And then, so if you want to try to keep the travel down as much as you can, and you only have one team coming out of each area, well, now you're limiting. The access to the state tournament in some ways, by you know if if the geography of it is Arnett, Leedy, Goodwell, Hammond are all in a certain cluster of top fifteen teams, are you just going to have one of them there? You, you know that makes it you know maybe the end. I, I there there's ways probably to do that. It's just it's harder to figure out than five minutes of us sitting here spitballing. you know what I'm saying.
1: I think what we're figuring out here what just talking this out and we said it and, I'll, and then throwing that scenario out there is this is the best of what we got that I mean, makes this is the right. best option we have as far as ranking in the playoff system it's the best of what yeah I, it can there be improvements sure and you mentioned how you know but it could be worse, I think is what I'm trying to say. No, yeah, It I, could be worse.
0: I think what we're figuring out here as we kind of talk about this is this is the only way to do it. Yeah. Yep. And so since it's the only way to do it, how do you make that system as good as it can be? And it's by, quite frankly, effort efforts on the coaches to get it as right as they possibly can. Listen, we're all human, and it's not going to be – you know, no nobody ever agrees with every ranking, right? It doesn't matter who's making them.
1: And that's every sport, but at is, every level. That's you're right. never going to agree with it. That team should be higher. That team should be lower. But
0: as long as, but as long as there's not, as there's not obvious, maybe they're not doing it on purpose. But there's a lot of stuff that looks pretty obvious of trying to game the system. And as long as there's not that, and and everybody's making a good faith effort, it is what it is. And like like Jeff said yesterday, go beat whoever you play. That's the way to move up the rankings. Yep. Is to go beat whoever you're Just playing.
1: Just go don't let the rankings take care of themselves and just take care of what you can take care of here comes the coach talk and that's on the court just go play and and, and try to win every game
0: and at the end of the day they the brackets aren't drawn drawn up by the coaches anyway they're just the rankings are used so it's not like you can you might be able to at some point sidestep one team or the other but at, at the end of the day it's a lot harder than just not ranking one team where they ought to be because there's still a whole bunch more teams in an area when you get right down to it. Uh, no shot clock that came out of the uh, no shot clock yet at least came out of the meetings yesterday at the, for the board meetings of the OSSAA. It looks like there's going to be another. You know, we we talked about the survey that was sent out. Gosh, when was that? Last year or so. Uh, it was pretty well. It seemed like it was split between bigger classes, yes, lower smaller classes, no. The vote yesterday, um, it, it's not going to be put into motion, at least starting. It was going to start in 6A through 3A, 2024 and 25 school year. It's not going to happen. They're going to send out another survey uh, this, this month to try to figure out what the, what wasn't liked and implemented. I think eventually this is going to happen. Uh, but there's still some things that need to be tweaked or need to be kind of tailored to the smaller. And, and smaller schools basically are the ones that, are kind of against it in a lot of ways. Uh, cost is a big thing.
1: That's the big thing.
0: It is a big thing and getting somebody to operate it. I mean, me and I are out on a bi-weekly basis in different places and and running the game clock is is hard enough without having another shot clock to to deal with. So there's there's a lot there and and the training that has to happen and all that, but I I think eventually this is going to happen. I just can't tell you when.
1: Yeah. I'm I'll, I'll, I'd be lying to you if I said that I wasn't disappointed that it was a unanimous no but based on the results of you know at least I think it's a good idea to start it with the larger schools and see what it looks like because obviously larger schools especially schools like in the you know most schools in the metro Tulsa area they have the money that can do it and they can find somebody to do it and do it right and then see how that works I still think once it happens it needs to happen like in those early tournaments,
0: yeah, here's the question, though. I mean, this this was brought up. Scheduling-wise, okay, what if, what if you have a, a 3A team playing a Class A team?
1: Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good question.
0: This team does it. This team doesn't. Or you
1: go to a tournament.
0: That's right. Oh, we've know. never played with the shot clock.
1: Yeah, you have to figure that, figure that one out.
0: It was a 7-7 tie in the vote, mm. and the tiebreaker came down to the president of the board, who was Rex Trent of Bingaroni, and he said no. So it's going to be relooked at and another survey sent out. Looks like the weather's going to be good enough for a Saturday scramble at Sayre National, 1 o'clock on Saturday. Had a pretty good crowd yesterday. By the way, we sold a driver.
1: Oh, we did we get a commission off that?
0: I don't know. We, didn't sold, ask we helped
1: sell that driver. We
0: helped sell a driver. Nice. Callaway driver. So Can we a, say
1: who bought it? And will it be put to good use?
0: Gary Don, yeah, yeah. Listen. Okay. Speaking of Saturday scrambles, you want to be on his team, him hitting from the very front tees. He hit it about as far as I can. Yeah, good, good guy to have. By the way, what's up, Secret Weapon? I know we've got we've had a new uh, listener over the last little bit here, a Secret <laughs> Weapon, who by the way was on the winning team in the first Saturday Scramble. So we'll say a little "What's up" to to Mr. Boswell out there listening today. Awesome. All right, Jared, rank your 14 quarterbacks that are in the NFL playoffs starting this week with. I'm, let's go bottom to top
1: bottom to top well so obviously number
0: 14 be, did you do whoever's going to play quarterback for miami skyler thompson is that who it uh, is i okay. wrote
1: down just miami
0: that, uh, but i, 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 I did put thompson okay that, so did i
1: Um <laughs> uh, number 13 same to be said about baltimore right it doesn't look like it doesn't look like he's gonna go um uh, uh lamar lamar thanks I looked it up. Anthony Brown? Is that the guy? I actually ranked
0: Lamar in this, where I thought oh. Lamar. And, and, but with a hobbled Lamar sure. possibility.
1: Well, I, I'm ranking it based on availability this week. Okay. Okay? So, so that's kind of like, you can always put it 14A and 14B. You can just switch them around. Okay.
0: I actually, I put Daniel Jones.
1: Okay. Well, I got him at 12. I got Daniel Jones at 12. Are we going at the same time here?
0: Yeah, twelve for me. I put Gino.
1: I got a little higher.
0: Gino had a good year, but we've never seen Gino in the playoffs. Sure.
1: Um. I know I'm so down on this guy. Eleven. Dak.
0: I have Dak higher. I don't have him way higher, but I also have his his career playoff stats uh, to back up where I've got him. Okay. Eleven. I have Brock Purdy. We don't know. He's been good. Um.
1: You're leaning heavily on past playoff experience in yes. the young. It's a completely different game, isn't oh, it? I get it. I get it. I see what you're
0: saying. I've got Purdy eleven,
1: but I'm also leaning on the on on the the season as a whole yeah. and the perception of a player. So at ten, I have Cousins.
0: Oh my gosh, I've got him way higher. Well, his but, pers-
1: I mean, they're like, wow, Cousins. Look at Cousins at, at Minnesota. Are we really putting a lot of stock in him to carry Minnesota to the promised land? I would
0: put a lot of stock in the dudes around Cousins. Sure. I've got Trevor Lawrence, 10. You're right. I mean, I, my my bottom five were all guys that have never played in the playoffs.
1: I, I get your, I get what you're saying. And I and I, I guess the way we – I've got some other guys are, a little higher yeah, that
0: have okay. never played in the playoffs. And th- it's probably my opinion of them. I wanted to put Lawrence a little higher, but I just can't.
1: I did. I put him way higher.
0: Okay. Uh, number nine, I've got Lamar.
1: And I'm, I'm also basing this off of kind of like – like a heater you know they're on a heater right yeah. now they're playing really good uh number nine i have purdy brock purdy
0: i put lamar there here's the deal lamar hasn't been great in the playoffs he's only one in three 56 completion rating 225 a game in those four games and here's the here's the bad number he's thrown three touchdowns against five interceptions how many, in many play playoff games has he played four he's one in three
1: okay you said that in what was the one i can't remember no, I don't remember either. But sometimes they go up against teams that are just remember what I said on a heater; they're a little hot. Like when they went up against Tennessee.
0: Yeah, I know, but Tennessee, real—I mean, as a home game. Come on, man. Yeah. As as the MVP, and you lose that game.
1: Yeah, that's true. He was the MVP that year. Yeah. Um. Uh. So number eight. That's where I have Geno Smith.
0: They beat Tennessee in 2021. See,
1: I thought they played Tennessee more than he's played Tennessee more than once in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, divisional round the year he's in 2020 they lost. He had a pretty decent game except for not too many interceptions. Okay, so number 8, I've got Dak. Dak also won in 3. He's completed 61% of his passes in four playoff games, 262 a game, and also 2 to 1 touchdown interception, six touchdowns to three picks for Dak. Number seven, I've got Jalen Hurts. Ah, me too. We don't know; he could easily be higher on this list, but I don't know. I haven't seen him play a playoff. He Could game.
1: be the MVP this year, but you're right; we don't know about his playoff. I just haven't abilities seen it. Abilities, and I mean, I think. Had, he, yeah.
0: Here's the deal: I think he's. I, I think starting maybe Dak, but for sure from here up until we get to a certain guy, I think these quarterbacks are better than where i have them listed but this dude's playoff can't be ignored okay and we're all talking obviously tom brady Uh, do i think that jalen hurts is a better quarterback than tom brady right now yes do i think that jalen hurts do i trust jalen hurts in the playoffs as much as i would trust tom brady no then that's going to be the case for the next couple
1: i'm really worried if i'm philly because of what hurts has done this year if things weren't there he'd use his legs and they want to avoid that, right? I mean, I'm not sure he's 100 percent with that shoulder.
0: Yeah, this they helps. Want They're obviously. not going to call
1: a lot of running plays.
0: They didn't call. They actually told him not to run exactly. against the Giants.
1: But there's going to be a situation in the playoffs. He's like, "This is it. I gotta, well, I gotta tuck it and run." And that could be detrimental. You let it hang
0: out. Yeah, that, that's yeah. just part of it. Yeah. And if you get hurt, you get hurt. But that's you have to you have to make plays to win games.
1: I'm, what I'm saying is, if I'm the Eagles, if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm holding my breath yeah. every time he decides to try to go for it.
0: All right, number six. Who you got? Brady. I've got Kirk Cousins there. Okay. 1 and 2 for Cousins, 62%, 258 a game, but he's also he's thrown three touchdowns to one pick and he's got those weapons, holy crap. Uh I I I like him more than I probably should.
1: Brady, Brady. I'm looking at this list, right? It's so weird to see Brady still in this list of quarterbacks that are in the playoffs and not see Brady on this list. And there's no Mannings. There's no. It would, yeah,
0: it's probably uh, been more recent I than mean, you think. <laughs> but think about think about three teams that aren't there in the AFC that have been there. You could guarantee for 25 years almost. New England, Colts, Steelers.
1: Right.
0: It's kind of weird, and no heck, Roethlisberger. They might not open, have been there yeah. last year. Honestly, all of them. They probably weren't thinking back. But in that while. That not 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 any of those three. Those have just become household names there. Right. Who it's, you got at five? Crazy.
1: At five, I will have – this is where I have Lawrence. Whoa.
0: Man, you got another guy. Or you got this guy higher than I've got him. I have, like Lawrence. Yeah. I like he's him. He's been playing good.
1: I mean, this is based on how I ranked him. But he's playing right. really good coming in. Now, that last game wasn't necessarily because of him. No, it wasn't. But he just seems like a guy that's finally under the right coach in a good situation. I'll I'll go with Lawrence right there.
0: I've got Justin Herbert, five. I just – he hasn't been there. But, man, that talent. Ooh, is he talented.
1: Uh, four, I, that's where I have Herbert.
0: That's where I've got Brady. I can't in good conscience put him ahead of any of the last three – of the next three but with the either not sterling reputations, playoff quarterbacks that have been there, and am I really going to trust anybody that hasn't been there over Brady? No. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I don't care how talented. I don't care how good Hertz has been or Herbert. I'm simply not going to trust them over Brady yet. Now, if we did this list next week, and Brady beats the Cowboys, but we get to see Herbert. We get to see Lawrence, whoever wins that duel, which in my mind is the by far the most intriguing game because of that quarterback matchup and what it might mean for later on down the line. Yeah. Maybe some of these guys can if they, you know, Purdy is a guy that could move way up the list. Mm-hmm. But not right now. Who do you got at three? Uh, Joe Burrow. Oh, I've got Josh Allen. Okay. I'm sure you've got Josh Allen, too. Yeah, I do. And then everybody's got Mahomes one. Yep. It's it's interesting quarterback because, when you know, Mahomes is the oldest AFC quarterback at 27 years of age. Isn't that nuts? That's weird. So he's the oldest one. So get one.
1: used to these names is what you're saying.
0: Yes, in the AFC, Mahomes Allen Burrow. And one of, if not both, of Herbert and Lawrence. I mean, this could be a decade worth. And it's not just Brady Manning. It could be all these guys.
1: Right. Yeah, this is the list we're going to get used to.
0: I mean, if you're Kansas City and you're watching this weekend and you see Saturday night Justin Herbert, if he wins... You've got to be rooting for an upset, right? Because the Chiefs-Chargers have been one-score games outside of the one that Mahomes didn't play. Ever since, ever since Herbert's been in the league, the Chargers are the one team that's consistently had the Chiefs on the ropes. It's true. There's Dakota. I don't want to see Herbert.
1: Yeah, I've been high on Herbert since in preseason.
0: Oh, here's in the shocker of all shockers.
1: I've been high on Herbert since he was drafted.
0: See, I wasn't when he was drafted, but it didn't take long for me to figure out I was wrong. Uh, in the shocker of all shockers, Dakota has Mahomes number one. Yeah, well. I almost fell out of my chair when wow. I read that text. Whoa, no wow. way. I'm, I'm dizzy. Man. Was that an earthquake?
1: Earth-shattering news.
0: I, I can't wait to see w- with with how these games transpire this year in the play all the way through the entirety if, if we all know it's not going to happen, but if the same 14 teams were here next year, how these would look differently? For one, Skylar Thompson wouldn't be on this list, I don't think, and it would be Tua. Where would you if, if Tua was playing? Where would you put him?
1: Well, higher than 14, um, but not very high because of lack of playoff experience. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would be thinking in that Geno Purdy. I think I would have him behind Purdy just because of Purdy's weapons, yeah, and how he see how he doesn't. Here's the difference between those two players in my mind. San Francisco can win without Brock Purdy having a great game. Miami cannot. Tua has to play, and so and and that's that. There's more pressure on him there. So I don't know. Maybe that means I should have him ahead of Purdy, but I, I probably wouldn't until we see what he can do. If there's one guy you think can, if there's one guy, is there one guy you're afraid you have too high?
1: Lawrence. That's an easy one. At five.
0: Yeah, I'm afraid I've got. I'm afraid Kirk Cousins could let me down here, having him in the top six. Yeah. yeah. I'm afraid he could let me down. Is there somebody you're afraid you have too low?
1: Well, I'll. Maybe Dak, maybe I got him at eleven. Watch him come out and have a good, you know, good game without turning the football over. I could see him being better than Cousins and Purdy and Smith. I'm just very low on Dak and the Cowboys right now. Uh, did you but, see? But I, but on the other, on the other side of the coin, I can see Dak playing just like he's played the last couple games, and allowing tom brady to have a last minute 80 yard drive for a field goal winning
0: mm-hmm.
1: kick you know i mean I, I could see that happening too because dak threw a pick when he wasn't supposed to or or his offensive coordinator didn't help him out or oh, the offensive a, line can't block anybody well, can't they're block hurt. anybody or you know it, you got to run the clock out but let's throw it
0: have to run the ball had to be able to run the ball for dallas here did you see that the top four earners at the quarterback position all missed the playoffs this year
1: uh, who would that be? That would be – It's
0: Kyler. It's Deshaun Watson. Wilson. It's uh, Russell Wilson, and it's Aaron Rodgers. Wow, that's crazy. All four miss the – at any point in life here for the NFL, is are people going to pay attention to that and realize if you give your quarterback 50 million bucks, you're wrecking your damn team. Is that ever going to happen, or is everyone so scared of not having a good one that they're still going to pay?
1: Well, I think another question, too. Look at what happened to the Rams this year.
0: Well, yeah, they mortgage their future. But here's the thing, though. They, they got, got they paid. They got the ring. And they, they got, got paid yeah. off with the ring.
1: Right. But at what cost? Are they set back another?
0: But do you care? Yeah. Do you care if you get set back three years when you win the ring? That's true. Yeah, and this is the question, and we got TJ hit it right on the head. Can San Francisco change this?
1: No, yeah, that's good. That's Can they good, yeah. change
0: this mentality?
1: You can find anybody if you can
0: if mr irrelevant can irrelevant can win the damn Super Bowl your third <laughs> quarterback of the year, maybe you don't have to have one but but here's the thing though how long has it been since we've seen a team win without one of those guys yeah, at
1: the end of the day you're gonna need one of those guys right feels you ha- like you, you've feels had like you to have to have one
0: has it been Joe Flacco or no you know who it was it was broke down Peyton for the Broncos. They won that Super Bowl almost in spite of him. You know, his brain yeah. helped him through it to score enough points. But Von Miller and the rest of those guys is why they won. So that that was probably the last year because you've had a bunch of Brady, well, maybe Nick Foles for Philly. You know, Wentz, it's hard to believe for what we see now, but Wentz was actually going to be the MVP of the year of that year before he got hurt. Yeah. i don't know maybe san francisco can change that a little bit to where you're not wrecking your salary cap because you feel forced to pay i mean right now what do you think arizona is thinking right now paying paying kyler a year earlier than they had to see then this happens now they're looking to have to trade deandre hopkins because they paid a five foot eight midget to the, be the quarterback. Wrapping it up here on a Thursday with this question, Jared. When you watched that domination of TCU by Georgia, did your mind wander to what are Oklahoma and Texas getting into? Think, or at least Oklahoma.
1: Well, I think we talked about that Tuesday. Was in a weird way, it excited us. If it excites OU fans, it should excite Texas fans too. Because, sure, I know TC had this special year when they played OU without Gabriel, but it excites you to think, okay, gotta play at that level. You gotta be better if you want to play at that level, that that Georgia Alabama level, and not just against those teams. It's almost week in, week out, even against the mediocre teams in the SEC. So, so you got to—I mean—and they're not ignorant to that. OU and Texas are not ignorant to that, knowing that they got to change their recruiting. They got to get better.
0: Yeah, the one thing that Oklahoma and Texas would have the advantage over a team like TCU is recruiting, and the athletes that are on campus at Oklahoma and Texas are piled up and stacked up higher than what TCU had. We, We saw that graphic. I, we read, talked about it on Tuesday. Georgia has 65 guys that are four- and five-star athletes versus TCU's 16. Oklahoma and Texas are closer to that 65 than they are to that 16. And so from that standpoint, in the recruiting, OU and Texas are well above whatever standard TCU has been at going into it. I I, I truly believe this. I truly believe that the only way either of those two is going to win another national championship is by moving into that conference. And here's why. Those two, you're right, you're going to be forced to recruit that type of player to compete on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, in that league, versus... Recruiting the type of athlete that gets you a Big 12 title on that daily, weekly basis in order to get into the playoff, but then once you get there, you aren't recruiting the same types of athletes that you're playing in an SEC team. Let's just say what it is, an SEC team. And that, and we've seen this. Without otherworldly quarterback play, and An offensive play, basically, you got no shot. TCU, Duggan played terrible. They got steamrolled like none other. Think back to Jalen Hurts against LSU for OU. Didn't play great, got steamrolled. Kyler for the first half against Alabama, first quarter for sure, didn't have a damn yard. Got steamrolled by Alabama. The one game that was competitive, Baker played awesome for the first half, and Oklahoma was running away with it. You know, you saw what it took, and it took just an incredible offensive explosion because your defense couldn't hold up. And eventually, the defense didn't hold up, even though, you know, that's just, that's just the truth of it. And so, I, I think, in a lot of ways, and, and honestly, in a lot of ways, Texas's style of play, they've already made that change. They, they play more like an SEC team than anybody else in the Big 12 has. Now that's starting to switch a little bit, becoming a little bit more defensive-focused and a little bit more. But, you know, Texas had looked, looked like the style, at least, more of an SEC team than, than Oklahoma has, for sure, with what they're doing.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm anxious to see what year two under Venables looks like with more of his personnel there. Will it sure. be more of that aggressive – style of sec defense that's that's something i'm circling for or looking for circling on my calendar to see what you know will those changes start to be implemented with more of of the of the venables guys and here you go and less of the grinch guys
0: sam's right here kids want to play in that conference that puts the most players in the nfl it's true give me your best case glass pouring over full scenario for oklahoma entering the sec and how it goes
1: uh well you mean like a result after the first year i'm just talking about
0: just being in the sec give me your
1: well obviously national title or titles um recruiting even more of a higher level let's let's call it like this recruiting at an a&m level but with results right that's that that's all you could ask for you recruit like that get those all those guys keep them on campus win at a high level Bring home the title. That's your overflowing best-case scenario.
0: Yeah, similar. Meet that recruiting challenge of getting those guys. I
1: mean, AM's they're about – I mean, listen, we make fun of A&M. They, they, were, they got those guys there. Now,
0: get it done whatever's
1: happening internally over there in College Station, that's what – but if OU can get guys like that and recruit at a high level, those results will come.
0: I think they've got to morph to a more conventional style of play.
1: Yeah, and that kind of went back to what I was saying with with Venables and the defensive
0: style. I'm thinking more offense than defense, honestly.
1: Quit whipping it around, and uh, well, I mean, you don't have to quit throwing
0: and, it because we're seeing teams have success. I mean, hell, Alabama yeah. throws it around too. But to be able to to run the football when you want to run it, not when you have to, yeah, or when you're forced to, right? And then. You know, the the glass half full would be Oklahoma, the tradition of Oklahoma, maybe doesn't I mean, it's not going to continue. You're not they're not going to win six straight SEC titles like they did in the Big Twelve. That's not gonna happen nobody's doing that. Bama isn't doing that. But Oklahoma retains their mystique as an SEC member. And so then when you think about the blue bloods, Oklahoma's still there now, all of a sudden, you look and go, Oh my gosh, we, you know, the, the SEC's got Alabama and Oklahoma, two of the top five programs, and those two are, you know, doing what they've done in their history. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the worst case? Missouri. I said Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, I, said I just Nebraska. went with the SEC, <laughs> right. but
1: maybe the lessons learned are right there with A&M in Missouri. We saw them go to the SEC. We've seen the results. Sure, Missouri, they went and got into the title game, I think their first two years in the league. But was that because the West was so down? East. The East, I'm sorry. The East was so down. Yeah, a little bit.
0: And they also, you know, it was kind of a shock to the system, the way they played. Yeah. You know, think back then, not a lot of people played like that uh, from an offensive standpoint, and they had a bunch of talent. Yeah, I said become a Nebraska. Uh, I
1: I see what you're saying about Nebraska. And
0: here's what, can't recruit. You you cannot recruit the style of athlete that it's going to take to be successful in the SEC, and that means those defensive guys, those tackles, you know, the the secondary guys that when you watch Georgia play versus thinking about what Oklahoma has, it it feels like a whole other world, right? And then with all of those things – it means you have to continue to play a Big 12 style to win games. And if that has to occur, are you just a little better version of Mississippi State? Just because you've got your Oklahoma – you know what I'm saying? Is that all you get? Is, is that where you're at? The perennial 7-5 and five to 9-4 and four type – or 9-3 and three type of team – with the 10-2 and two splashed in there every now and again, I don't know. But that's where it comes, is you're not able to recruit the SEC-style defensive athlete, and therefore you have to continue to be a finesse offensive if, team. If
1: anything gives you hope on that topic, is what happened to Nebraska was leaving the Big 12, they lost the state of Texas. They lost that right. recruiting in the state of Texas and, and, and other places that were in the Big 12. And they went into a territory that was already dominated by Ohio State, by Michigan, by Penn State, and it was hard in Wisconsin. Hard to go into those homes and go, I hey, want you to come to Nebraska. Oh, I'm good, coach. I, I think I'd rather go play in the shoe. OU though, that you kind of see that they're focusing that recruiting down in the South, uh, Florida. Um, you know, and and that's the difference, I think, that perception of conferences. You can go to a kid's yeah. home and go, You want to come play in the SEC or do you want to go play in the Big Twelve? Well, and that, you want to go play in the SEC or the Big Ten? Or, you know, listen, we're going to be traveling down to Florida. We're coming over. We're coming down to Georgia. We're coming to Alabama. Your cousin, your uncle, your mom, your dad, and then come watch us.
0: That's the difference. If you want to compare it to Nebraska, is Nebraska moved away from that recruiting fertile recruiting grounds that they've been able to get into, being as a member of the Big Twelve? Whereas Oklahoma, instead of moving away from it, they're moving into it. Right? Because it's obviously it's obvious Texas is wide open to SEC teams. I mean, you look at that gigantic number ninety-nine. That Bear Alexander guy for yep. Georgia. Yeah, he's from Texas. Yep. His last two, I think, were OU and Tech. Uh, OU and uh, Georgia. In his recruiting. Yeah. So that you know that Texas isn't close to you. That's that's the glass half full, but you got to be able to get those guys. And I think you got to be able to recognize when you really have a shot at one and when you really don't and not waste your time. Everybody have a great Thursday. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening.
1: That ball is blistered to right.